0: I want to share from the Word of God today, and uh, my title is Jealousy Kills. The title is Jealousy Kills. If you have trouble remembering that, uh, you know, if you see any smoking uh, cigarette ads, what does it say? Smoking Kills. Now, just replace that with Jealousy Kills. Please turn your Bibles with me to 1 Samuel chapter 18, verse 6 to 9. 1 Samuel chapter 18, verse 6 to 9. Can someone read that passage for me? Please. First Samuel chapter 18, verse 6 to 9. They have printed David with tens of thousands, he thought, but me with only thousands, what more than he yet but the kingdom. And from that time on Saul kept a close eye on David. Amen. This is a passage and a story that all of us are familiar with. Uh, this is a moment when there is a, a fight that begins between David and Saul. Now the interesting thing about jealousy is that it always starts with your best friend. It always starts with your with the person who is the closest to you. You see you can get angry with people who are uh, who are who you do not even know, like an auto guy or or you know if you go to Bangalore, you'll end up fighting with at least one auto person because they are too good um, if or if you go to some place you may end up fighting or you know you you may show your anger, but jealousy is something that can come between you and your closest friend or you and your co-worker. It can come even between you and your brother or sister, your own sibling. And if, if we do not pay attention to jealousy in our life, we will be consumed by it. Because jealousy has an, has a, has an attitude, has a character. That is, it will make you feel like as if that situation already happened. Even before it really happened. Now this is especially in the context of marriage. If the, if the, if the wife is doubting the husband, in her mind, whatever she is doubting has already happened. Even if it's not the reality, jealousy will make you feel like whatever you're thinking is the truth. Now if you look at the case of Saul and David, uh, David enters the scene because he was a man who was a skilled musician and also a shepherd and also he, he was a good warrior and he took down Goliath and after that Saul brought him into his army but Saul didn't know that he was an anointed man who was going to be the king after him but David who was under the anointing of the Lord who was a warrior he waged wars and he was successful and the women sing a song now, I don't know if you have to blame the women here or who, but something goes wrong that triggers Saul. They sing, Saul has slain his thousands, but David has tens of thousands. Now, by the way, in Hebrew, when you say tens of thousands, it doesn't mean 10,000, it means a lot more. Okay, because like we have today, uh, 10,000, uh, 1 lakh, or uh, one million, all that was in there in the Hebrew. So um, to, to say a big number, they will say thousand upon thousands or tens of thousands. So basically, David killed a lot more, but Saul killed a few. Now imagine a king of a nation. How would he feel? At least the, the women have to be a little generous. You know, they should have sang a different kind of song. But at that moment when, when Saul hears that, he became very angry. They have credited David with tens of thousands, he thought, but me only with thousands. What more can he get but the kingdom? From that point, everything goes haywire. When jealousy enters a person's life, everything changes. Whether it's in a small portion or a big portion, the moment jealousy enters your life, you cannot talk to your friend the same way you spoke to him yesterday. You cannot look eye to eye because jealousy, even a small portion, even a small thought is like a poison that will work through your body, work through your mind, and eventually you will lose valuable friendships. Your best friend, you may have grown up with him, you, know, you may have lived with him, you've shared a lot of memories, but that one moment of jealousy can destroy an entire friendship. If you look at a marriage, it may be going great, wonderful, until a jealousy enters into that marriage, where the husband starts doubting the wife, or the wife starts doubting the husband, or both doubt each other. Everything goes haywire from that point onwards. This is simply because jealousy, like I said earlier, makes you feel like everything that you're doubting has happened, even before it really happened. We need to be aware of how jealousy works in our life. You know, someone said like this, jealousy sees everything with a magnifying glass. Jealousy sees everything with a magnifying glass because of which even the smallest problem, even the smallest problem will seem like the biggest issue. In, in the book of Job, it says like this in Job 5.2, it says, surely resentment destroys the fool and jealousy destroys. Kills the simple. If you want to die, be jealous. Be jealous. The Bible says jealousy kills the simple. In some translation, you'll see the envy will kill the simple. Basically, the same thing. See, jealousy can destroy your peace. Also, if you look at Proverbs fourteen thirty, it says like this: A heart at peace gives life to the body, but envy, what does it do? rots the bones. You know, jealousy works in a way that you and I cannot even imagine. It goes down to a level that you and I may not even be aware of. And the Bible makes it very clear that as God's children, as Christians, we should not have any place for jealousy in our life. If you look at Titus chapter 3, verse 3 to 5, I want to read verse 3 here. It says like this, At one time we were too foolish, Disobedient, deceived and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures, we lived in malice and envy. Another word is jealousy, being hated and hating one another. Which means this is the kind of life we lived once upon a time, but now you should not have that in you anymore. And if you read the book of Galatians, it reminds that the fruits of the flesh is jealousy. But I'm sure if I, you know, if we all were to ponder over our life, including myself, you know, ask the question, is there jealousy in our heart? You know, see a nice, Mangalore has a lot of interesting, the other day I saw a Mercedes G-Wagon, I'm sure all of, most of you know that, awesome looking car, it's like, wow, it's, it's like 1, 1. 1.2 crores. Sometimes, you know, when we all see these luxury cars, and it's just like, God, why can't you bless me like that? <laughs> Don't we pray like that, you know? We see a nice car that we love and we have set that as a wallpaper on our phone. And we see it passing by and we feel like, that person, he doesn't deserve, I deserve it. Why can't you bless me, Lord? Jealousy can work in our life and it may be there like an animal that is just sleeping. And time to time it shows up its head and says that, you know, your friend is having this. Why can't you do that? Your your spouse is talking to that person. Why can't you just go spy on them? Your friend is doing this. Why can't you go check it out, you know? He's getting better than you. Jealousy is, is a poison that needs to be destroyed. It's something that we need to kill. Something that we need to seek the Lord every day and say, God, if there is jealousy in my heart, destroy it today. Because the Bible says that jealousy kills the simple. I mean, if you forget everything I said, I don't want you to forget these lines from Job chapter 5, verse 2. Envy kills the simple. Jealousy kills the simple. You know, take these small statements and put it up as a verse. Put it up on your on your wall in the house, in your room, just print out on a sheet of paper and say jealousy kills the simple in in the biggest font possible. The biggest font, put it up. Because sometimes you know when you're feeling very angry against your friend, you are not harming him, you're harming yourself. And you look at it and you'll remind that I am killing myself. I'm destroying myself by being jealous. So this is something, an area that we need to work on because when we look at the life of Saul, he was a king, he started out so well. He was a man who started out well, but over the years, as years went on, he became impatient, he became disobedient, and then he became jealous. Someone said like this, it's not about how you start, but how you finish. It's easy to start well, it's easy to start with a big you know, celebration, but how you end is very important. How you end is, is is something that really matters. And you look at the life of Paul, he talks about the end of his life. He's saying, I'm i have finished my I've kept my faith, I've finished the race. Now there is a crown of righteousness in store for me. Because this man knew that his end of life is going to be a glorious one. Though he's going to be his his head is going to be chopped off. You know, how many of us, if we were in that position, would we send text to someone saying, Please rescue me? Do something, call this person, or will we say, I'm going to have a glorious finish? How, where, where is our life today? You see, if we do not work with jealousy, work through all these jealousy and malice and things of the world that's in our life, then we will lose sight of heaven. We will lose sight of what God wants to do in our life because jealousy will always take you in the wrong direction, make you do the wrong thing. It will always make you go against the will of God. I pray the church that as you listen to this sermon, as you listen to this sermon, I pray that, ask the Lord, is there a jealousy in this area of my life? Please help me, God. I want to work through that. I don't want to struggle with that. I want to, I want to enjoy my friendship. I want to enjoy the relationships I have instead of, instead of being jealous. Help me, Lord. Let's, let's listen prayerfully. I want to share three things with you about how jealousy can be found in three places of our life. The first place that jealousy can be often found is in your career. You see, oftentimes the decision that we make towards our career can be motivated by jealousy. My friend chose that, I am better than him, so I'm going to choose something better than that. What if you choose something better than your friend, but something that's not meant for you? What if you are more of an engineer than an artist? And you think that, oh, I can be a better musician. See, God has created each one of us with a certain kind of uniqueness, characteristics. And I've often, often witnessed young people, you know, even, you know, I've lived in the ministry circles all my life. I've, I've been in the pastoral circles all my life. And I've, and I've seen meetings happen in church because that pastor has a fasting prayer. My church doesn't have one. Let's start. He's praying for 100 days. I also have now one for 150 days. You may not realize how many prayer meetings are conducted, how many services are conducted as a competition to another church. Just when that church has a special meeting, they will call everybody for prayer here because you shouldn't go there. This is jealousy. This is not what God's kingdom or God's body looks like. Many times in our career, we will always go after something better than what our friend is doing. You know, typic- typically, we've seen this in our in our schools. You know, there, there are always the two three boys who care about everybody's marks. Right, two three students in class who are bothered about who gets how much, and there are majority of them we don't care. All I get <laughs> just pass. You know, if I'm if I can make it to the other side of the shore, hallelujah. <laughs> but but for some, you know, I remember. Uh, in, in class, one boy came in, in theology class, saw my paper, uh, 80 plus, and is like, immediately he took my paper and went off to the <laughs> to lecture. Just so that he, either he reduces mine or he gets more. What is this? This is not competitiveness, this is jealousy. Nobody should be better than you. This can manifest in our career. It can manifest in the jobs that we choose. And eventually, you'll end up choosing the wrong thing. You'll end up choosing the wrong thing. You look, at, you look at the life of Saul and David. Verse 9 says like this, From that time on, Saul kept a close eye on David. He started watching this David. You know, what is he up to? He's, he's getting better than me. I shouldn't let that happen. And eventually we know that Saul tried to kill David. And you look at the end of Saul's life. It was pathetic. He went from a man who sought the voice of God to the man who went after a witch. And eventually he was murdered. He was killed. He was about to fall into the hands of, the, of another army and he said, please kill me. And there's a man who came, put him to death. How, how pathetic. And you look at the life of David. Though he waged wars, though he he did so many things, he never, very seldom acted out of jealousy. Very seldom acted out of jealousy. And and you look at the end of David's life, the Bible says he lived a life full of years and he was gathered together with his family. The end of David's life was much more glorious. Because you look at the life of David, he understood how God had made each one as a unique creation. If you look at Psalm 139, verse 16, a psalm written by David, he says like this, Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Which means that God knew that on the 10th of July, 2022, at 10 o'clock, you'll be sitting in Hope City Church. God knew that. God has ordained each and every day of your life. He knew that. He knew it's going to happen. He knows your future. He knows what your career is going to be like. But if you if you run after jealousy, if you're choosing out of jealousy, you will always choose the wrong path. You'll always choose the path that is against the will of God. I pray the church that that each one of us here will understand that I am unique. I am unique that we will understand that God has called me to be unique, that God has called me to serve in a certain way. You know, when I started the ministry here, there were people who offered me different churches and there were people who said, you know, why don't you do this, why don't you do that? But I always felt I should continue to do what I'm doing. I love Bible studies. I am passionate about Bible studies. And so I always made sure there's Bible study in the church. And second thing is, I love worship. I love music, I love good music. And so we've pumped in a lot of money into our worship, into whatever we do on a Sunday morning, and, and we focus on that. But some will say, why don't you conduct a meeting outside? God willing, we'll do that, but I don't see that as something. And if someone is doing it, I don't have to be jealous and feel like if I did that, I'll have more people in my church. I don't have to feel that way. Because God has called me to be something unique in this city. And instead of me running after everything, let me run after what God has in store for me. Think of this, if, if jealousy was in my heart for ministry, I'll be doing cell groups, I'll be doing, you know, cottage prayers or whatever. I mean, it's a good thing, I'm not saying it's bad, but I don't think it's meant for everyone. We need to always find, where do I fit in? Where do I fit in? I'm passionate about teaching the word of God, I'm passionate about preaching, and I'm passionate about worship. And these three things, we focus, and I know that people who walk into the church, whether it is five or ten, you know, last week there were 27 people, and today there's just half. It doesn't matter, because I know each and every soul that walks into this church is blessed. I'm not in competition against another church. I'm not in competition against what another pastor is doing. They may have hundreds of people. It doesn't matter. I have to be faithful to whom God has given me. I remember something that my dad told me when I, before I came into ministry. He said, you're a pastor. You're a pastor. But you're not a pastor for everyone in the world. You're a pastor for whom God has called you to be a pastor. Many people will come and call you a pastor, but that doesn't mean that you are their pastor or they are your shepherd. doesn't mean that you will know who is your sheep. It's a very powerful advice. At that time, I didn't, you know, understand it much. But nowadays, as I, as I move around and talk to people, I understand. I know that this is a person. This is a person that God has given me. This is a person that, that I have to invest my time in. So that doesn't mean I segregate any of you in church. But I know what my priorities are. I know my priority is for everyone who comes to the church, to feed them. If my priority was outside and if I'm focusing on something else other than my church, I'm not doing what I'm called to do. I'm just competing against another church. It's very important to stick to whatever God has given you. Because when we do that, we will walk in the will of God. And when we do that, you can destroy jealousy from your life. Amen. Can we shout aloud hallelujah? Hallelujah. Yes, are you with me so far? Yes. The second area where jealousy can manifest is this jealousy can manifest in your marriage or in your friendships or in your relationships. Marital jealousy is a real issue, and jealousy is the reason why many friendships, many marriages break and they end up in divorce. And I have, I have witnessed, you know, being in, with my dad in, in the church ministry, watching him counsel people, I have witnessed firsthand as to how families can break simply because of imagination, or the jealousy, you know. The jealousy will fuel all this imagination. Oh, pastor, he said this. He, she said this. And finally, we want to be separate. Jealousy can destroy a man, he complained about his marriage. He said, my marriage is empty. There is no excitement in my marriage. It's a burden. Why? Because his wife is, is, is obsessive. You know, She is jealous to a point. She's crazy. If he's at the shop you know, and someone, some female whom he knows from somewhere, stops by and talks to him or says hi, When he goes home, there'll be a drilling session. Who did you talk to? Why you spoke to that person? Why were you laughing too much? You know, all these these questions. And this man was feeling so overwhelmed because in his heart, there's no connection. In his heart, it doesn't matter. It's just another person. But the wife kept on burdening him with so much that finally he felt that his marriage is empty. I tell you, you know, so many people are going through that. And if that jealousy can be corrected, if that accusation can be corrected, families can prosper in the Lord. When you look at jealousy, there are two kinds of jealousy. The Bible says that our Lord, our God is a jealous God. It's a good kind of jealous. Which means that God does not want us to worship another God. That is what he wants. And it is good for us and also it brings glory to us his name. Okay, that is a good form of jealousy. But the bad one is the one where a person is obsessed with you. That you cannot talk to anyone else other than them. I had this, I think in age standard, I had a group of friends whom you cannot talk to anyone else other than that group. If you do, they will ask you why you spoke, what did you, you want to join that group? <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'm sure all of us have been there. Proverbs 27.4 says like this, anger is cruel and fury overwhelming, but who can? Which means jealousy is worse than anger and fury. Jealousy is worst thing that we can ever, ever encounter. An obsessive, fixated, consuming love, you know, is is as strong as death. If you read, Song of Solomon 8.6, you'll get to know that there is a love that is strong as death. And jealousy that is very obsessive will take you straight to the grave. It's very bad. In marriages, it's really, really bad. The solution is this. How do we deal with jealousy in our relationships, in our friendships, in our marriages? You see, when it comes to marriages, always be accountable. Accountability will destroy jealousy. In the marriage. If a, if, a, if a female calls, talk to them in front of your wife. If a male calls, talk to him in front of your husband. Don't have to close the door. Even if it's an official conversation, don't do that. Because these kind of things can, can can fuel jealousy. Keep your life as transparent as possible. In your friendships, be honest. You know, anybody can live with a honest person. Even if you make a mistake, say I'm sorry. But nowadays people don't say I'm sorry because it's below them. (laughs) It's like they will lose, lose some value if they say sorry. Keep your life as transparent as possible. You know, my wife has a habit of checking my WhatsApp every night. She just has that habit. She just checks. And... She doesn't do that out of jealousy or anything, but she reads through all my she's, what's, what's happening in my life. She likes to know that, and she reads all my messages. And, and sometimes, some messages that I don't even read, she reads and tells me, okay, this person texted me, that person. It's a good thing, and I, and I encourage that. She knows my password, she knows everything, and, and our phones are set up in a way that we can track each other. So I don't have to call and ask, just have to open my phone and see where my wife is. I get to know. Some will say, oh, that's an invasion of privacy, but you know what? we are being accountable to each other. That I can go anywhere I want, and I want my wife to know where I'm going. That is is how, you know, you can destroy this monster called jealousy. But the moment we stop being accountable, the moment we stop, you know, being transparent and living, we start living a secret life, we are feeding that animal in us. There's a monster we are feeding every day and it's going to grow i think most of us might have heard this illustration there is a white dog and there is a black dog in you you feed the black dog more and more you, know, you feed bad habits bad things it's going to dominate one day it it depends on how and, and you cannot blame the other person and i have often seen this in marriage saying this lady is like this you know she is like this or he is like this and someone talked about marriage and they said You know, if you have to clap, you need two hands. You cannot produce sound with one hand. You know, where are you going to clap? You only have to slap yourself. You cannot do anything else. If you have to clap, it takes two hands. And if there is a problem in your marriage, you are also the reason. See where things have gone wrong. Where I have allowed jealousy to grow. Where this, this, this monster called jealousy is growing in our marriage, in the house. And that is why church, I always, like I was sharing in the prayer session, pray for your house, pray for your marriage and pray that God will strengthen you. Whenever, you know, in your house, if there is a fight that is beyond your control and that the moment you enter, you feel like fighting, take a step back and say, God, I pray that you'll fill this house. Because sometimes when you think of fights that go out of control, it may be actually because of a certain demonic influence. Now, when I say the word demonic influence, you're like, no, 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 I'm I'm a good Christian. See, the, the enemy cannot possess you because the Holy Spirit dwells in you. However, he can influence you. However, he can influence you. So be aware of that influence. If you, if you are on the road, you know, going somewhere, and all of a sudden you have negative thoughts about your spouse or negative thoughts about your friends, pray and say, God, please take these negative thoughts away. But many times we think, you know, yes, she said this. He said this. How can I allow that to happen? We need to make sure that we destroy jealousy in our marriages, in our friendships. I want to go to the last point. The last area where jealousy can manifest is this. It can manifest in our spiritual life. We see others healed, but not us. We see others growing spiritually, and then we look at ourselves, our prayer is not going anywhere. And we're like, Lord, you're doing it for everyone, but have you forgotten me? When everyone else is getting healed and restored, we pray saying, God, why not me? The best example of jealousy in the context of spirituality uh, is what we see in the book of Genesis, chapter 4, verse 5. The first murder happens because of jealousy. The first murder happens because of jealousy. So jealousy really kills. There were two brothers. The first brother was Cain. The second one was Abel. And we all know the story, Cain brought his offerings and Abel also brought his offerings. But God was pleased with Abel's offerings because he brought the best. But Cain just casually picked up some vegetables on the way. Cain was a farmer and uh, he, he had flocks, Abel had flocks, picked up something and just casually brought. He didn't have that seriousness. He didn't have that, you know, that, that reverence for God. And what happened is, God rejected his offering, but accepted, accepted Abel's offering. And what happens? Does Cain tell himself, okay, I did a mistake, let me go back and bring something better? He, would, he could have done that, but he didn't do. He was jealous because God accepted his brother's offering. And so what did he do? He said, come, let's go out to the field. Come, let's go to the field. And he murdered his brother. That was the first murder that happens in the Bible. God says, God tells Cain, your brother's blood is crying out to me. You see, jealousy can cause murders in our heart because we're killing certain people every day. This person did this to me. You know, We are destroying certain relationships. One of the things that I've learned, I was working in another organization before I left and stepped into full-time ministry, one of the things I learned there is to value people that God has given you. You have to learn to value people. And you have to learn to appreciate the people that God has given you. Sometimes, you know, when, you, when you're working with certain people, you always want to correct them. You always want to point out their mistakes. But before you say one correction, say five nice things. Before you want to beat your sibling, you know, before you want to punch him, just say five nice things. I tell you all that anger, that jealousy will disappear. Many times, we allow jealousy to work because we do what feels right. See, for Cain, it felt right to kill his brother. But he had to live under a punishment for the rest of his life. Spiritual jealousy can destroy us. Our spiritual life can be sometimes motivated by jealousy. I've seen people who fast and pray because that person is fasting and praying. I need to be better than him. So if he's doing 21, they'll go one step beyond. 27 days fasting. Always the odd numbers. I don't know what is the odd numbers. Of course, there's certain things about that in the Bible, but... There are certain meanings also associated with it, but always people are on some fast because that person is fasting. I need to be better than him. I've seen in some churches that if one person gives a testimony, another person will also come because he gave a testimony and I also need to tell what the Lord is doing in my life. Our life can be motivated by jealousy. Our spiritual life can be motivated by jealousy. And when we It may seem very spiritual. It may seem like, you know, we are praying, we are fasting. But the truth is, we are not glorifying God. We are satisfying our flesh. We are not glorifying God. We are not bringing glory to the name of God. But we are doing it just so that we can feel good. And who are we worshipping? Who are we worshipping? Are we worshipping God or ourselves? When we are motivated out of jealousy in our spiritual life, we worship ourselves. We become the gods, not God. So the 21-day prayer, 21 days of fast is as good as not fasting at all. Are you with me? We have to analyze our life and see where we stand. We're going back to the life of Saul and David. We see that from that time onwards... Saul kept a close eye on David. And, he, and in the process, you know, just to find David, he killed so many people that supported David. He put the priests of God to death. He killed the servants of God because they supported David. He was killing people after people. And finally, his own life was taken away. Can you imagine what jealousy can do to a person? When jealousy is in our life, we may also end up living life in a way where we are constantly fighting with people, growing bitter, not happy with the progress that our friends are making, but rather we are thinking, he should not be as good as me. He should not be as good as me. I tell you, you know, honestly, I've seen a lot of jealousy in churches. Growing up in a Christian circle all my life, Jealousy manifests a lot in the Christian circles. And it's not the fruit of the spirit. It's the fruit of the flesh. That itself is a sign that the flesh is still alive. May our prayer be, no longer I, but Christ. May our prayer be, it is no longer I who lives, but Christ. Because the more we live like that, the more we make that prayer, God will be glorified in our hearts. Amen. Can we stand up in prayer and ask the Lord, Father, is there a place in my life, is there an area of my life where I've become jealous? A place where I've grown jealous because of the progress my friends friends are making. We used to help them at one point in time, but now we cannot because we are jealous of the progress they are making. And Lord, we feel like they'll become better than us. Father, work through that jealousy. Let us learn to appreciate the different gifts that you've given to people. Rather than to look down and feel jealous. Let us learn to understand the fact that each one of us are created unique. It's not about who's better or who's worse or who's bad. It's it's all about what you want us to do. And sometimes what you want us to do may not seem as good as what our friends are doing, but it doesn't matter because following you, following you is the greatest thing. Help us, Lord. Strengthen us. Can we lift our hands towards heaven and ask the Lord to intervene in our life? If there is trouble in your family, if there is an issue that you are battling with, can you just raise your hands and say, Lord, today I stand against the spirit of jealousy in my house. Can we make that as a prayer? Lord, I stand against the spirit of jealousy in my house. I stand against every influence. I stand against every evil thought. I stand against every evil imaginations. I stand against every, every thought that is coming against my own brother, sister, my own wife, my husband. Lord, we pray, we break those bondages, we break those chains, we break those spiritual attacks in Jesus' name. Can we make this our prayer? Church, I don't want you to take this lightly. You may not realize what jealousy is doing to you. And the Lord wants you to fix it right now. I believe this is a message that is not by accident. Not by accident. As you you open your mouth and look into the Lord and say, God, help me. Help me. Oh, Jesus, help us. When we pray, God will hear us. He He will help us overcome every jealousy that's in our heart. He'll help us live a life that pleases Him. Oh, we worship you. Church, I encourage you to open your mouths and pray. I want to spend some time in prayer before we close. Just open your mouths and start praying, pouring out your heart before the Lord. Tell the Lord, Jesus, work through every jealousy in my heart. Oh, strengthen my house. Oh, break every jealousy in my friendships, oh God. Let me be happy for the people around me. Oh, Jesus bless us. Break the bondages of jealousy. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Jesus. Hallelujah. I sense in my spirit there's someone here that is is losing a very valuable God-given relationship a very valuable friendship because of the jealousy that's in your heart and I sense that this comes not just as a reminder but as a warning that if you continue in this path of just being jealous to the point that you're causing trouble the very valuable thing that God has taken has given you will be taken away there's a warning and a reminder and I pray that you would take these words fix yourself today I believe the word of the Lord is coming to us very clearly very clear and loud fix every jealous attitude if there is jealousy that we are struggling with And if you're saying, I'm not able to overcome that, I realize my mistake, but I'm not able to overcome, ask the Lord. Because he's going to restore you right now. He's able to do that right now. He's able to do a miracle in your life right now. Some of you are stuck. Some of you are not able to move to the next level because you're jealous of everyone around you. We are reminded through God's word to stop looking at what others are doing and to focus on what is our race, what is our goal, what is the price that is set for us, what is the path that God wants me to walk. That is what God is is pleased with. That is what God is looking for. He desires that we live life that way. I pray that church that you take this to heart and apply it to your life. Oh, we thank you. Even before we close, we're going to sing this song, My Chains Are Gone. And as you sing, tell the Lord, God, I believe that you've broken the chains of jealousy, broken the chains of sin in my life. And I thank you for what you're doing. Hallelujah. My chains are gone. I've been set free. Lift our hands and sing. My God, my Savior, has ransomed me. Like a flood. And like a flood. Yes, Lord. His mercy reigns. Unending love. Amazing. Can we sing one more time? Lord, I thank you. Chains I thank gone. you, Lord, that you broke the chains of jealousy. I've been set free. Thank you that you're restoring families, My God, my Savior has ransomed me. And like a flood, His mercy reigns unending Unending love, amazing grace. Unending love, amazing grace. Father, I want to thank you for everything that you've done in our life this morning. We are set free because of what you've done in our life. You've given us new life. You've given us salvation. And you've broken the chains of jealousy, chains of addiction. Lord, we pray that you would continue to work in our hearts, strengthen us, help us to grow in you. We thank you, Lord, that you've reminded us of jealousy today. Help us to live life in a way that pleases you. Let not our careers be motivated by jealousy. Let not our prayer life be motivated by jealousy. And let let there be no jealousy in my marriage in our house help us to trust each other and to live life in a way that pleases you we thank you for all that you've done for us today thank you for reminding us through your word we love you Lord in Jesus name we pray Amen and Amen, amen. Church I want you to go home and reflect on what you heard today and, and ask the Lord seek the Lord and I believe someone very specific here listening It's a warning, it's a reminder that's coming to you, saying, don't lose the very gift that God has given you. Don't lose it out of jealousy. Ask the Lord to strengthen you every day. Amen. Let's close our eyes for the benediction. May the love of the Father, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with each one of us for now and forevermore. Amen and amen.